0: My earliest childhood memories include summer evening trips with my family to the drive-in movies. It was usually a kid-friendly double feature like That Darn Cat and The Ugly Dachshund. My sister and I rarely made it through the second film without falling asleep, but those were great times. Alas, the days of the drive-in movie theater are on the wane. Folks in northwest Arkansas have only two more weekends left to experience it locally. The last remaining drive-in theater in the region, Fayetteville's 112 drive-in, will close at the end of the month. Hi, my name is Rusty Turner. I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I am your host today for the Know the News podcast. And today, we're going to talk about the end of an era. Stacy Ryburn, our Fayetteville reporter, has a story coming for the weekend editions for our readers, taking a nostalgic look back at the 112 drive-in, its history and legacy in our community. Hi, Stacy.
1: Hello, Rusty.
0: And we've also also got a guest today. It's Anthony Bowling, and he's worked at the 112 Drive-In since I think 1987. Welcome, Anthony. Hello, and nice to meet you guys. All right, thanks for being here, Stacy. Let's start this way. Tell us a little bit about your story. Give us a little bit of a summary.
1: Well, at this point, I think the cat is out of the bag for most people um, in the know. The 112 Drive-In. It's been in operation since uh, 1980. And it's been a beloved spot for a lot of people, myself included. And the time has come after 42 years. Um, the family that's owned it uh, since the beginning, they've decided that you know it, it, it's time to move on. The the land is incredibly valuable, and there's a lo- there's a, a developer from Little Rock who's interested in buying it. He's uh, under contract and has plans to turn it into a sort of mixed use development. With uh, residences and commercial space, and, and and some movie theater elements too. There's a planned theater at this point. There's a planned uh, smaller drive-in screen. Um, all that's all that's to be determined. But the, the point is here today. We're going to talk about uh, the 112 drive-in. It's 42 year history. Um, how it came to be, and the uh, press most importantly, the people who have worked there and, and made it the, the place that people love. Um, it's, it's got quite a storied history. Um, like I said, the family, uh, they, they are from, uh, Sedalia, Missouri, uh, I believe. And they have handed the, uh, operation to a few people over the years. Uh, namely was a gentleman named Jimmy Terry, who I had the pleasure of talking to yesterday at his home. He's, he's about to turn 90 years old on in December um, he he's kind of been the the main operator over the years, still is, uh, still still has a presence there. And our guest today, Anthony Bowling, he came on in the late '80s um, as a as an assistant manager to, to Mr. Terry, and uh, you know ha- has had a, a significant hand in, in its operation since then. And they they had another uh, manager come on uh, during the pandemic year, 2020, and you know had a little bit of a resurgence then for obvious reasons since an open-air theater can lend itself to uh, social distancing and whatnot but uh, you know it, it, it is kind of the end of an era and um you know i think people are gonna look fondly on on this place and we just wanted to capture that a little bit in the, in the story for the weekend
0: so anthony how did uh, how'd you end up getting started working at the drive-in back in the 1987
1: uh well jimmy terry came to uh
2: the theater I was working at in Harrison, Arkansas, and uh, that's where he met me. And come that spring, uh, he needed a projectionist, assistant manager, and asked if I'd like to follow him up to Fayetteville and uh, take a job with him. And I've
0: been up here ever since. Mm. So, so you were uh, you you were the projectionist at was it a uh, drive-in or an indoor theater in Harrison?
2: Uh, it was the mall twin, uh, cinema and Harrison. Okay. They had a drive in, but it had also, it had closed a few years earlier.
0: I see. I see. So you're kind of, you're, you're one of the back end folks and, uh, you know, getting the movie actually on the screen and getting the sound out to the, to the, uh, to the audience, right? So
2: Yes. And that's what I do with, uh. The drive-in now, I take care of their equipment. Uh, I'm certified to repair digital movie projectors, and so I keep all of their equipment in working order and still put the movies together and uh, set everything up to work on the weekends.
0: Yeah, I see. So from your observation, has the clientele, the folks who come to the theater or come to the drive-in, has it changed much in the last uh, in the last uh, forty years or so? Can you can you really, can you see a difference? Is it still families? Do you have you know young kids coming or teenagers? What's what's been different?
2: Well, pretty much the entire time uh, that I've been involved with the drive-in, they played as much family-oriented stuff that they could get their hands on. You know, some years they would have really big movies. That weren't family oriented, and you'd play those mm-hmm. uh, just because they were huge. But mm-hmm. as a preference, they've tried to keep it as family as possible.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I mentioned earlier my, uh, my, my. I've got early memories of going to the drive-in with my family, and you know, it's it was always some sort of, you know, Disney or kid-friendly kind of show. And and uh, uh, you know, my parents would stay as long as we were away, because as soon as we fell asleep, we were headed back home. But uh, anyway, I. <laughs> I would imagine there's a lot of that still going on.
2: So, uh, I'm sure, yeah. uh, especially with, you know, you try to play kid-friendly stuff, but when you have to start at 9.15, yep. you know, the
1: kiddies <laughs> get tired. That's right. Uh, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Anthony, I was going to ask, uh, on that same wavelength, um, you know, we, we obviously will talk a little bit in the story about the things that are that are changing at the drive-in. I mean, obviously there's a big change coming up. But in a lot of ways, I think when you think of drive-ins, you kind of think of a time capsule of sorts in that the, the, the faces may change, but you've still got families enjoying uh, this, this kind of communal experience. I think uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday that uh, this is one of those few kind of activities that is, you know, family family-friendly, friendly, but... But an equal measure for kids and parents. Um, do you do you feel like you kind of get that sense of nostalgia when you're looking at the crowds at, at over there at the 112?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the families have been what really you know made it last, and there were big changes. You know, once everything went digital Mm -hmm. and admission prices just had to go up, but still so did prices everywhere else, and it was still a good value for families, uh, you know, to come out. Not quite as good a value as it was when it was carload, but I think we tried to give everybody, you know, a good value for their money.
1: Yeah, and and we talked about this a little bit uh, yesterday. On that note of the the transition I guess to digital um, films with that you were telling me a little bit of about uh, just the nature of the shows that you were able to do um, at the 112 I, I don't know if you could kind of elaborate a little bit on how the, the kind of shows you were able to show before then and then afterwards you had to, I guess you had to show more of these first run kind of movies and that had an effect on on the crowd that that would come out.
2: Right. We had, uh, you know, kind of before we went to digital, uh, we had a lot of people that were repeat customers every week, but as the time for, you know, things to appear on DVD and HBO, those windows got shorter and shorter, our availability of what we were able to play just got to be less and less. And, uh we had to go with the more first run product but you have to keep it for 3 and sometimes 4 weeks and that made it really hard for those weekly customers you know yeah. they couldn't come out every single week when nothing changed
0: yeah so before that you were able to show maybe a different movie every week but but when you when the availability of those kind of films reduced you had to show the 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 first run movies for longer periods of time and yes yeah so, um, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, uh, and Stacy mentioned this a moment ago, uh, when the pandemic restrictions all hit and, and the indoor theaters all closed down, uh, I, my guess is, uh, and you can confirm it for us, uh, that that probably helped the 112 drive-in uh, somewhat during those two summers.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, we ran into one problem, though, is... While all the theaters were closed, they didn't release new movies either. Ah. So that is why everything went back to the classics, and there was, which was nice to play, Back mm-hmm. to the Future and Jaws and the original Top Gun, or some of the things we played over the pandemic. But that was because there was right. nothing new coming out.
0: Right. Yeah. So so you know, it, it wasn't just going to the drive-ins. Was, was the nostalgic experience it was that the the film on the screen was also nostalgic i would think for a lot of folks
2: yeah, yeah. uh it was kind of like a a rerun of some of the 70s and 80s yeah
0: so um so do you have any favorite memories of the drive-in you'd like to share anything that stands out that 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 you know uh funny or heartwarming that uh, that, that 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 you'll tell your uh, your family about for years
2: Sure. I I did think of one thing uh, after you mentioned that, and I'd said there was a drive-in theater in Harrison, Mm -hmm. and it was the same theater chain. Mm -hmm. And it had been closed when I came up here that, as Jimmy Terry was showing me around, and there were these tickets, and Commonwealth did not charge for children under 12. So I came up here, and that's when I found out that my brothers had taken me to the drive in Harrison for all my life and made me hide in the trunk <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> they just wanted to put me in the trunk because the theater didn't charge for kids.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, so
1: uh, no, just uh, trust us. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to stick you in the trunk back on the way back home too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and you know that's one of those 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 stories you hear about. You know, I think there's a scene in Greece where they've got you know some of the the movie Greece they've got some kids. Uh, hiding in the trunk to get in for free at the at the drive-in. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I used to know
1: yep. kids in high school that would try to sneak into the back way to to this one twelve drive-in, not knowing that they had those spike strips there. Uh oh. Oh, that was an expensive so, mistake. Yeah. You'd hear you'd be watching the movie and yeah. just hear a pop.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so. yeah. I don't think I don't remember ever uh, running into anybody that had their tires popped on the ones at the one twelve. That don't mean they didn't happen. A lot of times they may not want to. They were wiser off. than my friends then. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So well, you know, I did a little research this week on on, on drive-in theaters as you're talking about it, and, and I uh, found some things out that were that were I think you know fairly interesting. You know, the, the, the very first drive-in movie experiences were actually more than a hundred years ago, and they were what we would call a pop-up, where somebody, you know, built a screen and would show a silent film. Uh, on, on the screen and invite, you know, people to come in. and uh, But, you know, they weren't established businesses. They would just sort of happen here and there. Uh, but I guess the first commercial gyro in was in 1933 in New Jersey. And, uh, but they really took off and uh, uh, in after World War II when uh, all the GIs came home and automobile ownership went, you know, skyrocketed and, and there were lots of families looking for, for, for inexpensive ways to, uh, uh, inexpensive entertainment. And so uh, by, the, by the 50s and 60s, there's more than 4,000 drive-in movie theaters in, in, uh, in the country. And I th- Stacey, I think you mentioned that the 112 um uh, basically replaced the old 19 uh, the the old 71 drive-in which was on College Avenue in in Fayetteville so when mm-hmm. it when that property sold the 112 was built so yeah. how old, when was the 71 drive-in built
1: so uh, according to Jimmy Terry who I trust because it sounds like he's dedicated essentially his entire life to this profession yeah. um he says that the 71 drive-in opened in 48 and he came on as a young lad you know pretty soon after that and they, I mean, it was it was an operation. Like they had a huge screen, uh, bigger than the 112, according to him. Had mm-hmm. a playground. Yeah. It had a Ferris wheel, um, stagecoach rides with with horses. I mean, it was it was like the place to be. They had enough room for like 650 cars. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, uh, you know, uh, the way he tells the, the the history of it is that 71, that just that whole area became more and more developed over time. You're getting more lights that are just all over the place, so it didn't really lend itself too well to having a drive-in theater anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Local investor ended up buying the place, but uh, Jimmy, he kind of went on a scouting mission and found the land where the 112 drive-in is now and orchestrated... Uh, they had they had this this sort of caravan on on June twenty sixth, nineteen eighty, huh. where they uh, they let it they had cars that said you know follow me to the new one twelve drive in, and they all went the three and a half miles west um, for the last night of the the seventy one drive in and the the first night of the one twelve drive in and anybody who joined the caravan could see the show for free, um, so you know it's a really interesting uh, story history there you know me. I, you know, I came to Fayetteville when I was about two years old in 1987, and then all I've known is the mm-hmm. Fiesta Square Shopping Center. Yeah. To know that that spot had you know such a history and so much like bustling activity was really interesting to for me to hear. Well,
0: so, I'm, I, I'm aging myself a little bit. When I came to Fayetteville <laughs> for college, uh, the one the 71 Drive-In was still open. So, <laughs> uh, so I uh, just for a year or so. But could uh, you but have joined still, the
1: caravans, seen you know, a free show.
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I think I missed the caravan, but that's a great story. That's a great story. So, um, my understanding, though, is that there are fewer than 350 drive ins left in the country today. And after after the end of August, there's only be two left in Arkansas.
1: Yep. And. This one uh, is the only one that we've had that, we're gonna, that we've had in our region for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the other two cities where the other two are at, but they're I, I believe significantly smaller.
0: There, I, I, I happen to know this. One's in uh, Mountain View in Stone County, and the other one is in Marshall. There it is. Uh, so yeah, yep. Um, yep.
1: So Anthony, you know, as we're talking about sort of the the, the last days of this drive-in, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, draw the curtain on on this place you know you've you've dedicated a significant portion of your life to this place and I'm just sort of wondering you know what's what are your feelings what what, what are your thoughts about the the 112 drive-in having its few remaining shows this month
2: oh it's definitely sad you know it's end of an era and yeah I mean it's been more than half my life mm-hmm. so it will be sad to see it go for sure and I've um, probably got more memories than anybody but Jimmy Terry
0: out
1: there so. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's still got him let me tell you we talked yeah. for for a while so yeah. right.
0: well uh just for the record for anybody who's listening what shows there's two more weekends left starting uh starting Friday night um uh, August 19th so uh so so um what are the shows uh Anthony what can folks get to see this weekend and next weekend?
2: wizard of oz and twister <laughs> well. and that's this weekend and it'll just be playing friday and saturday only okay. and i am pretty sure
1: next week is i know uh, this one. grease and footloose grease and footloose i yes. am super excited
0: about both of those yeah <laughs> wow okay so well that's an interesting combination the wizard of oz and twister <laughs> that, that's so. all right and that's and the show starts when
2: uh, they're going to be at eight
0: thirty for the final two weeks. Okay. And, um, I don't want to catch you flat footed here. Ticket prices.
2: That I'm not involved with anymore. Okay. I couldn't right. swear. To I, I, I
1: went to recently get it right. and it yeah. was $5 okay. per person.
0: So. Wow. What a bargain. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, um, uh, Anthony, I really appreciate you spending some time with us and talking about the, the, the drive in it's, uh, you know, been there, uh, been there a number of times, uh, Myself um, since I you know, started college here, and, and uh, the years we've lived here. So uh, uh, it'll be—I know it'll be missed by a lot of folks, but we appreciate your time and telling the story so that we can, we can, uh, we can let the other folks uh, uh, who, who read the story have a little nostalgia and a little fond memory of the past.
2: Yeah, it was great talking with you guys. I've had a good time.
1: Yeah, All right. Anthony, I want to thank you not just for you know being a good sport for the story, but you know. When we start talking about memories and whatnot, I certainly have mine from my time. I'm a Fayetteville kid, and uh, I I told you yesterday, I maintain that the 112 drive-in has the best fries in all of Northwest Arkansas. (laughs) Those things are delicious, and I'm going to miss them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Let's see.
2: I forget where, who our supplier is for that at the moment. Oh. It was Benny wasn't I, going I wasn't going to so.
1: quiz you, but I know they're good. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys maybe eventually sometime. You never All
0: right. know. Might have some IMAX questions. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Take care, Anthony. Thanks for your time. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Be sure to check out Stacey Ryburn's story about the 112 drive-in in this weekend's editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. There's plenty of other great content coming your way as well. Medical professionals expected suicide rates to spike during the COVID-19 pandemic. But the number of deaths nationwide from suicide only had a slight rise and are now falling. Still, one suicide is one too many. We've got a story about suicide rates in Arkansas coming this weekend from Lorenda Jinks. Janelle Jessen will take a look at how esports are growing rapidly in local high schools. In fact, USA Today ranks... Springdale Tyson School of Innovation as one of the top 10 esports programs in the country. Monica Brick will have a preview of the Fort Smith Film Festival, which starts next weekend. Check out Monica Brick's story. Thomas Sicente will tell us all about the Van Buren Lions Club, which turns 100 years old Wednesday. High school football season is here, and our sports staff will have our annual prep rally season preview for you on Sunday. They'll have all the information you need to get you ready for the season. Be sure to check out the video interviews with high school coaches across Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley. That will be available on our website, on our smartphone and tablet apps, and in our Sunday newspaper. All of this content and much, much more is available to our subscribers at nwaonline.com and on our tablet and smartphone replica apps. If you're not a subscriber, you sure can be. We'd love to have you join us. All you have to do is go to our website at nwaonline.com and click on the subscribe button. You can also give us a call at 479-684-5509. Again, that is 479-684-5509. To our subscribers, thank you so much for your support. We want to thank our subscribers who make it possible for us to bring you these great stories and much, much more every day in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And if you like the Know the News podcast, you can subscribe to it for free anywhere you get your podcasts. There's probably a button on your device you can click right now. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Know the News podcast.